Hello, and welcome to Clever Conversations. I'm your host, The Clever Bitch, but you can call me B. If your day has got you down and you have zero fucks left to give, well, then you are in the right place. So sit back, unless, of course, you're driving, then pay the fuck attention, or listen while you're getting the dishes done, whatever floats your boat, and let's get this party started. Hey, good morning and welcome to Clever Conversations. I am the Clever Bitch. You know, there are days that I have guests on my show that I get super, super excited. And this is one of those days. So fabulous to have Lala the Snack Luscious joining me in the studio today. She is the author of A Loitering Heart, which is a book coming out on February 14th. So be sure you're checking that out on Amazon. Uh, She's also a huge celebrity in our community. She's going to be making her acting debut. She's won awards in the Twin Cities. So many exciting things. And you can see her performing every Friday in St. Paul. And I'm going to have all the links to all of that in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. Good morning and welcome, Lala, to the show. Hello, Clever Conversations. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited to have you here too. Hey, so tell me, because I know a lot of my friends that we love, like love watching the drag reviews, the different shows, but tell, how did that all start for you? What was that spark? What was the thing that got you into interested in doing this? That is a great first question. It's actually a very interesting story. I did not want to do drag. So when I was in college, my school wanted to have a drag show, and we decided that we were going to bring in queens. We lived in Indiana, but we were kind of close to Chicago, so we were going to bring in queens from Chicago, and the school said, well, you all can do this. And this is before drag was, you know, a little bit more mainstream than it is now. They said, you can do this, but a student has to do it to make it an educational experience, to which we then went back to our group and was like, oh, well, who's going to do it? So it was actually quite a big argument for weeks and weeks and weeks, and then like the day before we had to turn in the budget I said you know what I'll do it so I did my first show I borrowed a wig from somebody I had no heels because I have a very large foot and I didn't know where to get large heels in fact I still don't know where to get them but (laughs) I have some now it's it's just I get lucky and I find them sometimes that's how that works um and then I literally took the bed sheet off of my bed and some safety pins and I made this evening gown which I still think looks pretty good you can't tell it's a bed sheet but, uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't the most couture evening gown, if we'll say that. But we got through it. I did my first performance. And, you know, allowing myself to be free and experience just letting myself out to the world in that way. I can honestly say out of all the times I performed, my first time was probably the best time I've ever been on stage. I just was so happy. And from then on, it was just about setting different goals for my career. And now I'm where I'm at today. And you've been doing this for quite a long time now. How many years do you have in the business? Well, that was when I was 18 years old. I'm 33 now. So you've got a lot. Of, you've, you've been doing this a while. Yes, I wasn't always paid. <laughs> there, was, there was a very long time where people were not paying me because I was not making the cut. Um, so I would say it's probably only been about like 10-ish years loosely that I've been a professional, if you will. But yes, I've been doing it for a long time. So do you prefer to do, do do you prefer to stay in drag or is it something that you only doing on performances? Oh, that's a great question. 
my drag has changed so so much over the years and that's really what I love about the art is that it's really something that has grown with me so when I first started I just wanted to be on stage I've always loved to entertain and then as I grew up I wanted to be more of a hosting producer type person which is what I do at the Black Heart in St. Paul and now um, as you talked about in your intro now I'm getting into books and I have my own podcast Snack Size the Podcast and um, acting and stuff like that so really it's meant so many different things to me throughout my life and I think that the best passions and things you can get excited about in life um will give you that freedom to do that as you grow absolutely that's exciting stuff though I mean it does it how like how would you say you talked about the bed sheet right so you started out with a bed sheet literally as your first costume your couture but how how (laughs) how have you seen yourself grow like what where do you see yourself now compared to where it all started well there is certainly the external things I got better at makeup I started making my own costumes I started styling my own hair one thing that keeps me so interested in drag is that you can never be done learning Like, there's always something new to learn. In fact, one of my favorite things to do is I love to go to amateur shows because you have people that are new, but they don't necessarily, like, know the correct way. So, in my opinion, they end up coming up with some, like, super unique, creative way to do it. And so I always pay attention to what new performers are doing, and I learn from that, too. So I would say externally, obviously, you can just look at my pictures and see that I've gotten better at what I do. However, internally, before I started doing drag, I was a very unhappy. I was very shy, actually. Not outspoken at all. Uh, I didn't really know how to really state my own opinions. And when I started doing drag, I was able to find that confidence because I was being someone else. I One of my favorite things to say is it is amazing what you will learn about yourself by being someone else. So through kind of faking it till you make it by, you know, when I'm on stage, yeah, I'm going to have that confidence. Yeah, I'm going to put it all out there. That actually solely started translating into my own life. And I was able to do that in anything that I want to do now. Actually, my current job, when I got promoted, most of my interview was about what I do in drag. And they just said they love the confidence. They love that I worked with all different types of people. And that landed me the position. So following your dreams is something that really can benefit you within your dreams and with outside it as well. I think that's, and I think that you can dream at any age. I I know, at least for me, um, podcasting came later on in life for me. You know, I'm a grandma now, my kids are all grown. um, And I just thought you could do anything really, if you really want to do it and have that dream and make it a reality for yourself. And it doesn't have to be something that you've like done in your youth that you you don't have to have started it back then. You can start at any age. So if this is something that you wanted to do, what advice would you give somebody to about being, you know, who they are authentically? Because I know like a lot of my listeners, they, they feel like they're held back by things or they're afraid. They're mostly afraid. It's usually themselves that they have to get over. So what, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be themselves that wants, wants to experience something like this? Being yourself is definitely a huge part of my story. And I think that it really boils down to a couple things. The first thing is that you do have to try. Trying is the first step towards anything. But when you try, you do have to believe that you can. I am a six foot tall, you know, plus size. We'll just say that. You know, man. And I never, ever, ever thought in my life when people in growing up, they just didn't really expect much from me. Or they told me that I wasn't beautiful enough or desirable enough according to society's normal standards that I would be doing anything like I'm doing now. And 
it was just the day that I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to put my all into it. And I'm going to give it the best shot I can. All these doors started opening up. And so it's just making that decision that I'm going to try and I'm going to try because I believe that I can. Yeah, you have to take the leap. I think you have to take a leap of faith. You know what I mean? You have to believe in yourself and just be like, I'm going to. And, and what's the worst that can happen? You you know, it's it's not it's not a, yes. it's not the end of the world. And you keep trying and you keep doing things. I think that's pretty inspirational, too, because you did have a lot of those blocks. You know, I think society does put a lot of that crap on us to be a certain way or look a certain way. And when you go against what that specific belief is, just to follow your heart and trust in yourself, um, that's that's very courageous and very fierce and very just admirable in my book. I like what you said. The worst that you can do is fail at something. And everybody's failed. You know, that's something that we all as humans have in common. Everyone is going to go through some type of failure in life. But if you never tried, you truly are never going to know what could have happened. Right. All those regrets that we have. Like, why didn't I just do that? You know, I my my daughter was asking me she wants to quit her job, you know, and she's like, what do I say to them? You know, what do I do? We get this fear like, well, how because I'll look stupid or and I'm just like, say, I quit. I quit. I quit. I hate this job and it pays like shit. And she's like, oh, I like that, mom. <laughs> I'm like, just say something. Yeah, like, yeah. you suck and I don't like it here. <laughs> but don't be afraid and then go for what you want to do. You know, you just have to get over that fear. Just go and do it and try it. It's because it's scary as hell. I know. It's really scary. Actually, something I started doing with my employers is letting them know up front, I'm a drag queen first and then this is a job. And I think that having those clear expectations with your employers is something that you must do and if it's not working out then as long as you have a plan i'm not going to tell people to go quit their jobs without a plan but if you got a plan do not feel bad about quitting these jobs you know that it, it you have to do what serves you the best and there's no shame in that i agree so what 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 are you were you most afraid of when when you decided that this was for you and this is this was who you were um what was what was what was the thing that was the hardest for you that you were most afraid of when it comes to friends family um all of that. Yeah. I would have to say there was a lot of things I was afraid of. The The top two would be tied. First was my safety. I started drag in a very conservative town in Indiana. And even the first few times I went out, outside of my school, I, you know, I did get harassed and some things were said. And I think that back then before things like RuPaul's Drag Race and things that gave drag a lot of exposure it was unsafe and you sort of had to have that mental battle within yourself about one I need to follow my dreams but two I also need to stay alive (laughs) so that was definitely a challenge I am very thankful that I found a lot of people that supported me and I still go back to Indiana and do shows and, and see those people and so I appreciate them because if they hadn't believed in me first I think I would have made it, but it would have been a little bit harder to make it on my own. The second thing definitely is family. I come from a very educated, uh, very successful Black family. And just, if you want to talk about what it means to be a Black man in America, doing drag is not really on the list. And so (laughs) it actually took quite some time. Uh, It took 10 years. I didn't talk to my family for about 10 years. And now um, I'm very thankful to say this last Twin Cities Pride, my mom came to a show and she was in the audience screaming. And, you know, I think if you had talked to me 10 years ago, I said, oh, that will never happen. Uh, But it was a full circle moment for me. It did. And she's very supportive. She uh, we watched Drag Race together last night. She tells me 
what I can improve on and things like that. Oh, she's very, very, she go. does. She does. <laughs> she's very involved now. So with those struggles being stated, I do want people to know that things can change. In both those situations, times have changed and people are much more accepting. And my family itself has come around. So if you do have those fears, it will be some challenge to work through the obstacles, but you should work through them because it will pay out in the end. And I think you do struggle um, personally inside with yourself, but then there's also that exterior and you're afraid of what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Um, but I would say for the most part, people are pretty supportive. Like the ones that, are, that you know that you have in your, in your inner circle. I know I used to have a really big inner circle and then it kind of got really small because I stopped with the bullshit. So I was like, I don't have any room for you anymore. Like that you're just not not in my circle anymore so I have a really small circle of friends and I know that the craziest things or whatever I feel in my heart that I want to do they're like hell yes you can do it and they support you no matter what because they have your back in those situations you know that's something I'm going through right now so I know that you're supposed to be asking me the questions but let me ask you (laughs) how did you make those decisions like in my situation I deal with a lot of people you know and not everybody is your friend in that situation so what was that point where you said you know I'm done with the BS um I think it came I think first of all it came with age as I got older I have less time for bullshit you know and I'm always like well, I'm the first one to be a bitch. I mean, the name is very appropriate for me because, like, I'm the bitch that you call if you want shit to get done. I'm the bitch that you call if yes. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, arguing with somebody or especially, like, at, like, anything where it's, like, a bill or, like, a service that you've gotten or whatever. I'm the one that you call because I will handle that shit. And so I have no time for that. I, I, I think so that was a huge part was age for me. Just as I got older, I said, I have no time for you. But then I could just see how their behavior changed. You know, when I started not allowing their opinions to influence my decisions because I didn't think that their opinions had my best interest at heart. So when I decided that they, they were not looking out, they were looking out for themselves and what benefited them and not what was good for me, then I just kind of said enough. Like I stopped talking to them. I just started to kind of cut them out and just say, you're not, you're not helping me. You're I would do anything for my friends and they know that. And I back them a hundred thousand percent for the ones that, that have my back as well. So you just have to really just kind of look at their behavior and if they're not supportive and I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about sugarcoating bullshit. Like, listen, I, I'm always the one that's going to tell you straight. If you ask my opinion on something, I, my friend Buffy, she asked me my opinion on, she does a lot of jewelry work and wire wrapping. She's absolutely phenomenal artist. But if I see something that I don't like, I tell her. Like if she says, what do you think of this? I will respond with the absolute, my opinion of the truth. So there isn't bullshit. There's no sugarcoating. So I don't, so I don't mean like the ones that are going to be up your ass going, oh, you're just so wonderful and everything's so great. Full of, you know, filling you the, the yes people all the time. No, I'm looking for the ones that will tell it to me straight. You look like shit. What are you doing? You know, why did you do this? Let's talk about it. <laughs> But you know what I mean? And you can start to see the people that that are like that in your life and you know when they're then they're supporting you. 
You know, they're going to tell it to you straight. Oh, my God, your breath stinks. You had too much coffee. Go fucking brush your teeth or something. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it is, they're not going to let you sit there. And I, I do. I, I, like, tuck tags on the back of women. I don't know if I see their shit hanging out. Like, oh, your shit's it. And I don't even know them. And I walk up and, like, boop, you know? And they're like, what? Oh, thanks. You know? Because yeah. I just am, like, straightforward. Like, I just tell them the way it is. So, you know, you'll see as you go with friends, the ones that truly are there for you and the ones that are just full, just filling your, you know, full of hot air and bullshitting you half the time and you just cut them out. You just to be like, you know, don't, I'm busy. Sorry. And you just stop making that connection with them. And they're not, you know, that's what you have to do. I don't know. That's at least what worked for me. I really, I really appreciate you using the term bitch as a term of empowerment. That's one of the things I deal with because I want more and I strive for more and I work hard and I don't like to surround myself with people that aren't doing the same thing. And I think that that's something we have to do. You need to be a bitch sometimes to get where you want to go. And there's nothing to be ashamed of or wrong with that. So I I love that about (laughs) you. Uh, Keep going and, uh, you know. Power to the bitch. Absolutely. (laughs) I like being a bad bitch. Like, I have no problem with that. Like, and I think, like, you want a bitch in your corner, right? Like, I'm the one you want in your corner. Yes. Because if anybody, like, I will stand up with you, next to you. I will support you. I got your back no matter what. You know, I I speak for those that can't speak if I have the opportunity to. You know, that's just the way I roll. But, um, yeah, you got to, you always have to have some. And I'm a clever one, too. So there you go. Right? Yes. (laughs) So, I love that energy. <laughs> well, you have to. I don't know. It's a lot of crazy. I've been through a lot of crazy. Trust me. A lot, a lot of crazy. Um, so I want to get into a little bit about what you're doing now. So tell us about. Yeah. So so I haven't been to one of your shows, but I want to come down and see you because you are right down the road for me. So uh, please do. Tell, tell me what, like, if someone wants to come out and check out your show, what's going on? Tell me what I could expect when I go there. What's what's it? What's all excitement about? Sure. I'm on a show called Power at the Black Heart of St. Paul. And what it does is, while not being exclusive, we are putting performers of color first. I do feel that we have a great drag community here in the Twin Cities, but I do feel a little bit more visibility could be given to performers of color, um, trans, non-binary performers. So I try to prioritize that in my class, but we also don't want to be exclusive because I don't believe in that either. But we do um, feature a predominantly uh, diverse cast, and we do that every first Friday of the month. And basically, I don't I don't like having a lot of rules at my shows because I truly believe that each drag performer is their own artist and I want them to come with their best. Now, if I know that they can do better, I will then say something, but I'm not going to put a theme on anything or anything like that, like you see with some shows, which works, but that's just not what my show is. I want everyone to showcase their, their best selves. That's exciting. <laughs> so, and I mean, it's important too, because you really want, since I don't do drag, so I don't know, but I would like to think that it's really an express it's it's like that inner soul it's part of an expression of who you are so you really don't want to curtail that and and control that because that's their expression that's their way of of showing themselves to people um and sharing the joy and love that they have so obviously i love that you're not gonna like put them in a box and say nope it's like this yeah and i definitely would love to see more support for that type of drag a lot of the popular things here in the twin cities are impersonations which is an art in and of itself i think that a good impersonation Mm -hmm. takes a lot of work and um unless i'm doing lizzo it's something i can't do You know, so, um, but I think that there is something to be said about the drag artist and that form of self-expression that is so beautiful and can be so pure and raw. And I don't want to mess with that when it comes to my show. I want that to stand on its own. 
So they're going to come down and see a whole bunch of different things when they come in there. Like it's a it's a big production show, and they're going to get a whole variety of things. Yes, and I actually don't just feature drag performers. I feature singers, like acrobats, stuff, anything, anything that if it's entertaining, oh, wow. it will be in my show. <laughs> that's exciting, and that's Fridays, correct? Yep, that, that is every correct. Friday. Every first Friday. Oh, um, now I am first there Friday. other okay. times myself. You can ca- just check out Black Heart of St. Paul. You can see what show. I know I'm there a few other times this month, but my show, which I'm not going to say it's the best show, but it also is the best show. Is Power every first Friday <laughs> of the month? <laughs> yes, yes. Don't be shy. Put it out there, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I want to get it though. I just, I know there's so much to it. So you've talked about the wigs. You've talked about the heels. Yes. What, describe like what your, describe what your favorite like outfit persona is. Give us a little taste of you. Oh gosh. You know, I have always, always, always loved evening gowns. I don't know what it is. I know it's not the most exciting uh, piece for movement when it comes to being on stage. But if I am in just a gorgeous looking evening dress, I just, I'd never feel better. I, I, I have all types of dresses. I actually call them my children. And I know that some of them have been worn quite a few times. So it's probably time to uh, let my children fly the nest. But we're, we're working towards that <laughs> every day. Um, right. But I, I love the silhouette. I love the way my hips look. Um, it really flatters my curvy figure. Those are my those are my favorite outfits. And I personally think that everybody should have the opportunity to wear a nice sequin evening gown in life. It will change your whole persona about yourself and attitude. Do it one time. Really? I have to try that. I'm going to have to try it before I can't pull it off anymore. You know what I mean? I'm like, when I, otherwise I just feel like a 10 pound sausage in a five pound bag. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, I can't get me doing that shit. Oh, you just feel so beautiful (laughs) and elegant. Try it. I promise you, you won't regret it. Yeah. And I got to do the hair thing too. I definitely, my friend, uh, she owns uh, Fancy's Beauty Bar down in uh, St. Paul on Burns Street. Um, And so she's got all the wigs. I got to go in there and start getting hooked up with some of them because she's got that shit going on. I just love, love, she's actually a rapper. She's Southside Fancy. So she's, she's been in that community around here and stuff too. So She's a good friend of mine, and uh, yeah, she's she'll get me all dialed up. She, if you ever need wigs, let me know. I will. I'm gonna go see you, one. Fancy, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, yeah, Mary's. A, she's a, she's Southside Fancy. She was really, uh, she was she had her first hit like in the Twin Cities. Um, I think back in 2012, but she's still putting out new music and she's been performing. So awesome. Uh, she's amazing. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. I will check her out. So. Yeah, so you have got some other exciting things that are coming up. So we mentioned the book. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the book. That is a great topic. You're actually the first podcast I have got to talk about it on. So this is this is exciting. Yeah. I just want to warn everybody, my brand is normally upbeat, positive, live your best life. This is a sad book. Um, it's a book I started about the ending of a relationship when I was in college, and I never finished it. So finishing this for me is holding myself accountable for the things that I preach by saying, you know, chase your dreams, you can make it. And so I knew that there was always that little part of me that regretted not finishing it. And so I did that this year, and I just feel very fulfilled in that way. With that being said, I... I I think it's a beautiful piece. I do. It it definitely is very real. It shows a lot of emotions. Um, And even though the content isn't exactly uplifting, it is very true to where I was at at that point in my life. 
Um, and if anybody wants to know, I'm in a happy relationship now, so everything does end up happy in the end. <laughs> but um, yes, but I I definitely feel that it speaks to the black gay experience in a way that you don't normally see in poetry and what those emotions are like and what it feels like, but also in a way, because everybody has gone through heartbreak, right? In some point in their life with somebody. So you can relate to it in that way. And I'm just, I'm really proud of it. Yeah. And it's called (laughs) A Loitering Heart and it is a book of poetry. Yes. And yes, you can get it on Amazon on February 14th. Yes. You can buy the book on Amazon, but I will be distributing the ebook in plenty of places. So just check my website, uh, snacksizepodcast.com. It'll have yes. all the links. I promise you. I'm gonna make sure that if you want it, Woo! you can get. I like that. I'm definitely <laughs> getting it. I love po- and I love poetry too. I love reading stuff. Oh, and yeah. I and I have to say because I've been working on stuff too, and I've done some writing in my past. Um, I'm always uh, appreciative and in awe of people that get 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 it done and get it published because I know what that's like to go through, and it's like a huge feat. Like just. Because it, you're putting a part of your soul out there, too. It really is. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, you, you've this has come from inside you, and you're sharing this, and then you put it out there. And that's some scary shit when you're, like, putting yourself, like, you're open. It's your very vulnerable moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then when you're done with that, there's all the other stuff you have to do, like the editing process. Me and my very good friend who edited my book, Sean P. Martz, he we would, like, have arguments over, like, one line. And it's just going through that whole process. The whole thing is actually quite stressful. But I will say, although I have not held a copy yet, and I ho- I'm hoping to in the next couple of days, everything that I've seen has turned out absolutely beautiful. And it makes all the hard work worth it. Which is, like anything, what you're pursuing, the, it is all about what you put into it. So put in the work, and you're going to get something beautiful out of it. That's exciting, though, to hold it. I know I got my first T-shirt for my podcast. I know, nothing the same, but a little swag that I had ordered. I remember <laughs> holding it in my hand, and I was like, this is so cool. And like, I should give this away because this is exciting. I'm like, no, it's my only one. I'm going to keep this one for me. And then I'm going to order some and have two giveaways with them. But you know what I mean? It's like, and I remember when I got to see my article in a magazine and stuff, and I got to see it in my hand. You know, it was like, that's like a really cool experience when you're, you know, you've done something like that and you've put it out there and, and then you get the, the physical part of it when you're seeing it. So kudos to you. I'm excited for you. Congrats on merch. That's my next thing, actually. I Out of all the things I've done, merch Love is not merch. one of them. So that'll I'll tackle that next. You gotta do merch. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and they make it so easy and make it so easy now where you can just have it, you know, you just get it set up with somebody and then when they order it, they print it and ship it and you don't have to do a whole lot with it, which makes it super, super simple. Awesome. So you're not like having to order like, oh, you have to buy, we used to be like, you have to buy 500 or yeah. something or whatever. Like was like the minimum order. And you're like, where the hell am I going to come up with $2,000 for t-shirts? Like, I don't understand this. <laughs> like, right. So now you can just be like, oh, somebody wants one. They just buy it and they send it out and you don't have to hold stock on anything. So I'm really happy with that. So that's exciting. Okay. I, I could talk about myself for hours, hours and hours. And people know this about me. So all my listeners are laughing going, yes, she sure can. Um, you have other exciting news. You are, are making your acting debut this spring. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so um, I worked with Genie Productions, which is a local film house owned by a black female director. The show, it's a web series and it's called It's Not You. And what it's about is basically two best friends who fight over a guy. I know, absolutely original storyline, let me tell you. Uh, But uh, uh, 
I love the story the way it's written. Um, it is an all-black cast, and I love, loved, loved working with so many talented individuals. We taped it all around the Twin Cities, and I have not seen anything yet, but I have heard that I am very funny. So I am the comedic relief in it. I basically am the uh, gay best friend to the main character, and it's a lot of girl and neck rolling and finger snapping and just a good time all around <laughs> to be had by me. So I had a fabulous time. Um, I definitely want to do more. One of the things that working with such experienced individuals, a question I got a lot was, well, where are you signed and who's representing you? And I was just like, you know what? These people messaged me on Instagram. I said yes, and now I'm here. So it was my first time, and I'm ready to do more. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Let's grab some, get that Shonda Rhimes like vibe going oh, yeah. too. Get yourself out there. She's got some good stuff coming out, by the way. So I'm excited for this. So web series. So where can people find it? It's going to be out this spring. You know, it will be out this spring. I have not been given a lot of details. I have been friends. I have been trying. I actually was just messaging with the director yesterday being like, do you want to be on my podcast and talk about the show? Which I'd be very excited to have her. But more I was interested in. Is there any more information? But definitely follow me on social media and I cannot hold water. So once I know, the world will know (laughs) where it's going to (laughs) be. I love that. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I have I have actually one bit of news that I can't share with anyone because it's like ginormously huge. It's not for me. It's for uh-huh. a friend. And she shared it with me. And I've just been like, oh, I can't tell anyone. And it's so exciting. Oh, that's, it's so difficult to do it when it's away. so exciting. It's so, it's so difficult. But like, it's, it's, Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I like I can't even like I can't even come up with like tidbits on like what it could like what it could be or who I could definitely say not not who it's about but like it's a job that's like a dream job and when you get to work with somebody that's the first in her position oh wow then it's really exciting that is so exciting and I think you just figured that out <laughs> so you know what awesome. I mean. So I'm really, ex- I'm so excited for her and I can't share it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I, but I can't wait to watch the announcement. It's going to be a big deal. It's coming up in a couple awesome. weeks. So those are big, exciting things, right? We got all these big, exciting things. I can't hold, like, I'm surprised I haven't said anything to anybody about this, but I'm just like, oh, it's okay. Hey, it's always important so, to be a good friend though. So just know that you have that and you're going for you. Yes. <laughs> when I have them in my inner circle, yes, I've got her back. I'm not going to say yeah. shit, but yes, it's exciting. So you have so many things. What's, what? Tell me something that you that you've got your eye on that you haven't done yet because you've said a lot of things. You're an author now, published author. You're in acting. You you're hosting and running and producing and directing a show. Yes. And you do your own performances. Look at all the things you've got going and a podcast. Yes, I love my podcast. What's next? What's what's what are you looking at? What is what's the next thing that's coming? For that's you? a great question. It's something I ask on my own podcast and. I am sitting here without an answer. I'm really focused on the book right now. I want that launch to be good, and I'm still a month away. So I think that that's keeping my attention. But the main goal, I want to be the next Oprah. And I'm going to put that out there on the podcast. I really, I do. That's kind of what I want to do. I want to be that type of personality, that big. And I want to be a drag queen that does it. Um, And I... I do want to do things uh, like RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff like that. Um, but I also know that I want my story to be very much its own. 
So I'm very open to opportunities mm-hmm. and I just keep myself open to all of the things that can come my way. For example, I did not plan on making an acting debut. It just kind of happened. So I found that just keeping myself open and while I want to have, you know, some creative control over what I do, also not being afraid to just be like, you know what? This wasn't in the plans. Let's do it. And that's sometimes how some of the best things have happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The unexpected that rolls along and you've got to be like ready to just jump and go, yes. I don't know how, but I always say that they, like want to do this. But I go, sure. And then I have no fucking clue how I'm going to do it. But I figure it out. Yeah. So that's just the way everything's figure outable. You have to like just go with it and be like, I'm going to learn. If I don't know, I'll figure it out in the way there. Like that's what I did with podcasting. I'm like, I don't know, but I'll just, I'm going to just do it and I jump and then I'll figure it out in the way down. Right. That's how we That's fly. exactly how I got into it. I just said, I think I have an idea. I pressed record and I got such a good response. And honestly, I always said, I was like, you know, I work so hard on drag and I do get a good response in drag, but it took so long for people to notice me. And then with podcasting, it was just like, I'm just going to try this and see how it goes. And I got such, such a good positive feedback right away. I was like, wow, this is so cool. So don't, again, don't be afraid to try. And you're going to try because you believe that you can. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and if you fail, you just get back up and learn from it. And you, like I had a friend that told me if, if the beginning, like if your first iteration of something doesn't embarrass you, then you're not doing it right. Like exactly. it should be, you should be able to look back and go, that was a bed sheet that I wore and I still like it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And, I'm still, and I do, I'm still I do doing, do that. <laughs> right. But yeah. And then you're like, but look where I've, look how far I've come. It's a great measuring point. It's a, it's a great, like, this is where it started and this is where I've taken it and look at my growth and how I've done so much. And, and you're a shining example. Look at all the things you've done. Like that's a pretty freaking amazing resume that you have already so i'm very impressed and the more things change the more things stay the same i actually some of my very fabulous sequin costumes they were actually sequin tablecloths no from like weddings for like (laughs) weddings and stuff yeah so some of the stuff i wear on stage still is very like homey in that way and a lot of people don't realize that that's what it is but you know i i still always knew that i wanted to keep that very creative spark and that you can take you know next to nothing and turn it into something and that's kind of been a huge part of my story well my background's a shower curtain so what do you know right look at that (laughs) right nine dollars bitch that's how i roll (laughs) (laughs) i know you all can't see it but it does look fabulous (laughs) so that that's impressive i'm in a spanish villa somewhere who knows i was like whatever you gotta do something right i can't i can't thank you enough for being on the show today it's been such a blast talking to you and i'm excited to come see your show yes thank you for having me and i just really appreciate you having this platform to people to talk about what it means to take charge of your life and go get what you want i think it's great absolutely and you know we can laugh along the way and we're all gonna fall down and we're all gonna get back up and that's the way to, that's the way you gotta look at it so it's you know you have to have a positive attitude and roll with the punches because shit happens all the time it happens to me all the time and i just go all right yes. well smile right through it and just keep going Right. Absolutely. And always make time for the clever conversations in life. There we go. I love it. Okay, you're hired. You're hired. That's it. We're doing it.
All right. Well, everybody can find all the information in the show notes, all the links and everything to the podcast, to getting the book, to where to find the TV show that's coming out, that web series that you've got coming out, and then how to come see yeah, you. Yeah, I do have a link, so that'll yep. be in there. Uh, but I don't know any other. I don't know anything else other than that. And don't <laughs> message me and ask me because I can't. You know, <laughs> I won't be able to those answer. DMs. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get it out there. All right. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you all for joining me today. I hope you've had as much fun as I did and learned a few things along the way. For more information, you can check the links in the description of this podcast. I'll be back next week with more joy, love, and laughter. Until then, I would be honored if you gave me a like and if you're so inclined to follow. Thanks again for listening. And remember, find some joy and laughter today. Ciao. You know that I loved you from the start, right from the start, right from the start.